Hello and welcome back to the Chattercade podcast where we basically review movies slash discuss relevant news topics regarding media. Uh, that can be movies, games, TV, you name it. And I'm your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes, and as you can see, I'm by my lonesome because I gave kind of the extra week off. So I went back for a couple of weeks. Since next week, obviously, I have Alex. But, you know, either way, I'm here today to... Do a double movie review. I'm going to re-review a movie I reviewed in this channel back in January 2021. And I'm going to review its sequel, which has literally just come out. And those movies are the Meg Duology. So before I start, obviously, I'm just going to go straight out of it and say, if you don't know me, I am a big sucker for shark movies. As you can see by my Jaws shirt. Uh, if it's done right, then I love it. If it's done bad, then I hate it. But if it's done reasonable then it you know it's it's watchable so I, i've you know I've, I've operated in like 70 plus sharp movies that ranges from movies i went straight to cinema to tv movies i.e the sci-fi channel to straight to dvd movies i.e the uh asylum movies that they, you know the mega shark that's giant octopus stuff things like that so i'm a big sucker for a good sharp movie and for me this duology is a good sharp movie movies Technically, movies. Uh, so I've, there's, there's many Megalodon-based movies out there, and most of them are really low-budgeted. And you watch them, and it's like, what the fuck? Uh, and even the ones that technically, when they put a bit more budget into it, you get some actual well-established new actors. I think the one that comes to mind is most recently the Black Demon. It's a shit. Like, there's so much they could have done with it, and then they tried to just. They try to go a certain way, and it's just like, no, no, no. There's a few moments in it that you're like, okay, so that's that's good, but then overall the film itself is like, meh. But for me, I really enjoy the Meg duology. I'm trying to remember what I said back in 2021 when I reviewed the first time. I think one of my main complaints was the lack of blood in that, what you usually find in sharp movies. But over the course of these years, I've reevaluated the Meg, and saw it more as what it is kind of meant to be, which is an adventure movie, rather than you, you run the mill horror film. It's, it, it's very much a, an entry-level shark movie, so for basically people that aren't fans of, you know, these bloody shark movies, or they kind of want to get into them, this is kind of very much an entry-level one. It's one that has a bit of blood, yeah, but it's not forced in your throat like movies like uh, Deep Blue Sea, now where you see like people get ripped apart, uh, and I'm going on about all three Deep Blue Sea movies here, even the really shit second one. So it's it's like this is very entry level, and I like that it's entry level. Um, obviously, this film is based on the novel by Steve Alton, which I've listened to the first two, so I actually do have a bit of knowledge on the first two. I can't remember too much about the first one because it was. A bit, I think I listened to it literally before we first did the. Uh, the last recording of this. So my mind... I remember some stuff from it. And I do remember some things that I'm like... I wish that was in the movie. But I'm okay with what they went with. But yeah, so obviously... On my re-reviews, I've really enjoyed the adventure side of it. I've really enjoyed its action points. And I've really enjoyed the performance of Jason Statham. He's, he's, I've, I've watched a few Statham films over the years. That I basically, I've just looked and I'm not a big fan of. But... This is an, one of the a few that makes me go, okay, this guy's got a bit of range. Because, I mean, it, 
he's, he's usually the, the run-of-the-mill action movie. Like, you know, bad guys, he's fighting them. But then, you know, this spy, and I think there's another one, but I can't think off the top of my head, kind of shows that he can be a more comedic role at times, as well as this action hero. So I like that he's able to show a lot more of his range, especially with this movie. Um, I apologize if you hear me sniffling. It's I've got a cold, so I've got a very sniffly nose. But yeah, so I like how this very much kind of feels like Jaws, but obviously on a different scale entirely, since obviously A, there's more of a budget in it, uh, and B, well, it's more CG than Jaws ever was, because Jaws was never CG. I actually came that really weird 3D thing. No, 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 no. Move on, move on, move on. Um, but yeah, so that was, I like how this handles the Meg. So, I mean, the start of it is really good. The fact that they're in the trench and then... Well, sorry, submarine was at the start, yes. Trench was straight out of the submarine. So the submarine bit was pretty cool. And it's very mysterious of, okay, what's happened down there? And you can't, and if you look close enough, you can actually see, obviously, the Meg in the explosion. So you kind of go, yeah, I can see what it's caused this. It's a shark attack. Um... Which is a pretty cool start because it gives you the mystery angle. You're like, okay, what's going on here? And then when you get the train stuff, which is a beautiful fucking mash of CG, it's like really fucking good to look at. And again, you get this mystery angle of, okay, what's going on here? And it's not till, uh, obviously, Statham and I can't remember the actress's name, but obviously that uh, the two go down, and that's when they find the Meg and. When you see it, it's just like, whoa, that's like, the, the, the special effects on that creature are so fucking good. And it fucking kills the uh, octopus, is it squid actually, I think it is. Giant squid, yes, I believe it is, because it inks. Yeah, I say squid, if it's an octopus, fuck me. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a really good first shot and first glimpse of this creature. And from then on, it's like, it's pretty much non-stop. So you obviously you get the sequence in the trench, they get out, you get the Meg coming back up, they have to go after it, it they kill it, another one appears, and then they've got to deal with this one. It's, as I say, it's pretty much at that point, non-stop uh, adventure. So you've got your, more, you've got your deaths constantly, you've, uh, which builds up then into your big final act, where you know everyone's a meal for this thing. And it's just, it doesn't eat as many people as you think it would. Like, it gets so many, but obviously the heroes get it away and, you know, they deal with it in their own little chase sequence, which is pretty cool. But it's still a really fun final act that fully goes for its purpose, which is an action adventure with a killer shark as its antagonist. So it does its job of what it wants to be. And I am actually glad, obviously, it made enough money to get a sequel because the reviews on the first one both sides of the equator i.e. critics and audience were fucking abysmal but i'm glad that it managed to survive that and make that money back to say okay let's warrant a sequel i know the new one i believe has got a bit of a lesser budget so that's bit, obviously they've noticed they've looked at it and gone okay let's lower the budget back a bit let's see if we can make the money back again so i'm hoping it does because i wouldn't mind seeing a third one um, if they adapt Hell's Aquarium, I believe that's the third book. We'll see. 
or do some sort of adaption because they they kind of take pieces from the books, uh, but then alter it for the movie sense, which is okay to be fair because there is some elements in both books that when I've listened to them and I'm gone, yeah, I don't really want to see that in the movie. I.e., the second one. I mean, there's a massive like whole incest plot line, which is almost like, yeah, I kind of want that not in the movie. It basically would take a lot away from it. So I'm glad they do take bits from and pull them in, but then take a lot out and go, okay, let's make this our own. Let's make it an adaption, but change a lot of it. So let's, t- let's take the core concept, the most of your characters, and stick them in a new kind of story. Like, it's the same idea of the Meg comes out the trench, it's on a rampage, they've got to stop it. But a lot of the locations are different, because obviously these are... I believe it's half American produced, half uh, Chinese produced, so they've got to basically try and market it heavy for the Asian region to try and get a lot more money out of that uh, area, which is what they do with having this set heavily in, obviously, Asia, which doesn't take away from the book. Yeah, I think there's a scene in the, in the first book with San Francisco, which would have been fucking sick to see this. Like, it would have been really, like, creepy and skit scary and whatnot but putting it there would make no sense since none of this movie is set in america so it'd be a bit weird setting this movie heavily in asia and then going all the way to america for one scene or the last act or whatever they want to do it'd be a bit weird so it makes sense having this heavily set in the asian area because then the shark is just in its natural area it's not doing a george revenge and just going go in a ridiculous fucking place and they've got all following people I, this, uh, that movie's making my mind just explode it's like the fucking shark at the end of it god damn it um but still it 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 takes some elements and th- makes it its own which i think sometimes with adaptions a lot of times you want them to like do an exact replica and especially like books now you kind of want them to do that and because you're not really I feel like when they adapt like video games and like cartoons into live action, you've, you've already seen that, so you, you don't mind if they do tweak some stuff, uh, but keep a lot of the heavy focus on what they made already. But with books, you can't really visually see that unless you close your eyes and like try and imagine it. But you know you have to have a really good imagination to do that. So it's kind of you kind of want them to bring that book fully to life on the screen exactly like you've read it, but. As I said, I feel like some things make you go, okay, I hope they take that out, and I'm glad they have taken that out and put it away. I think the only thing that was missing the first one is the opening of the T-Rex, which is upsetting, but they redeemed themselves by using that for the second movie, so I'm, I'm generally okay with them not using it for the first one. So it's fine, because that obviously using it for the second one heavily more, it kind of symbolises that there's going to be more than just this one fucking prehistoric creature in this movie, which is fine because that sums up the second movie entirely. So it's this since this one's just the Meg and obviously a couple of aquatic life under the trench, but you don't really see, they're just there swimming past like fish and that, and then obviously the big squid scene. That's it. You don't really need that here. Yes, it would have been cool, and it if I didn't do the second one, it would have been a fucking massive like, what the fuck? Why didn't you use this fucking scene in this movie? But because they manages to make a second one and use it then it, it's it's okay that they didn't give us the shark scene uh, the shark and the t-rex scene 
Um, let's have a look at some of my notes that are written here, just to remind me. Um, I, I pretty much summed up most of my notes without even having to look at my notes. But one of the things I did note here, is, this is one of those sums that it's best to just shut your brain down and just ignore the stupidity of it, because obviously it's a megalodon, it's, it's extinct. Um, unless you believe that fucking... Was it, was it this like Shark Week documentary that did? It was like everyone thought it was real, and then there's this, this like, why the fuck are you making it like believe like it's an actual documentary, even though it's clearly this fucking fake? Um, but yeah, obviously, if you sh it's one of those ones you need to shut your brain down to enjoy. And I say that I know, obviously, there are, I've spoke to a few people that have said they've actually enjoyed the first one, obviously, compared to what a lot of the reviews say on it. So it's, it's just, it's just fun. I, I like it. I say I'm a sucker for a good shark movie. And for me, this is a good shark movie. Yeah, it's not heavily seen throughout this movie. Like, like say, like something like um, I'm trying to think of a shark film where you see a shark constantly. But to be fair, you don't need to see a shark constantly in a shark movie. Jaws proved that you don't need to see a shark all the way out. You need big set pieces when it happens. I.e., for Jaws, yeah, it'd be Alex Kitchen uh, Kitchener's death. Like, that's a big moment, and um, trying to think of another one off the top of my head. The doc scene that was quite a big moment as well. So you, you need these little moments throughout to keep you going. Okay, this is a sharp film. Remember that. So it, it it's fine that it doesn't give you it heavily. Plus, I mean, with it being how big it is, I mean, the CG budget would have to be ridiculous. They'd have to put more money into getting this right. And there is a couple of moments where you look at it and go, "Hmm, obviously," but. It's acceptable. I think the most dicey for me, what I remember seeing was the scene with the dead whale, and you see the sharks eating it, and the lights on it. They look a bit. It looks a bit weird. The water and the sharks do, but I'm guessing that's because the fuck the fact they shine lights on it. They shouldn't have shined the lights on it. it should have made it just dark, and it would have been fine. But I'm fine with how they ha handled bringing this Meg to life. And as I say, I want to. I'm gonna give a really score on this since I've rewatched it. I'm, I'm just gonna, as I say, be a sucker and just go full. I love sharp movies and just give this on my re-review I'm going to fucking go for it 9.3 out of 10 fuck it like I just generally really enjoyed this movie after re-watching it before I watched the new one so I re-watched this on the Thursday and watched the new one on the Friday and as I said I just really enjoyed it I think I saw it like a couple of months ago as well and I was like this is this is actually a pretty fucking solid film I just I don't know why you got so much hate yeah no some, some points you can go mm, but you just shut your brain down shut your brain down and obviously this is more a film like its sequel designed for a particular audience it's it's either going to be someone who enjoys a good action movie someone who enjoys a good adventure movie or someone who enjoys sharp movies that's its core audience realistically like everyone else they're probably going to go that's this is either shit or it was okay so it, this is more for especially for people that love a good sharp movie i believe it's more for them as say a good like adventure film as well so yeah or, or just fans of jason statham or just any if there's a particular actor or actress in the movie that you really enjoy maybe it's more likely aimed for you um but still I, 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 I just think it's a really good movie um and then that brings me on to its sequel which came out five years later never thought it was actually gonna come out but then it finally did new director and new I would say setting, but it's more of a new setting for the last act, um, because 
Meg to the trench, which obviously when the actual title comes on the screen, Meg 2 is actually really small. And then it's the trench, the big, big title that it's inside of. And I like the fact that they put emphasis on its subtitle of The Trench because the second book is actually just referred to as The Trench. And I managed to listen to the audiobook of that. I finished it on the day I went to watch it. So I started listening to it on the Thursday and I finished it on the Friday. I did like two five-hour sittings of it. And obviously there's a few things in the book that I was like, I'm glad that... I really hope that's not in this movie and I can't see it being in the movie and I'm glad they actually took that out of it. But it kind of does follow more or less the same idea this movie does, i.e. they have a Meg in captivity, um, the, the trench, they go back to the trench, um, and there's just a couple of other things here. Obviously, there's a lot that's heavily different, i.e. in the book, Jonas is still pretty shook over what happened in the first one. Whereas in this one, he doesn't really give a shit heavily, which, you know, is fine. It's Jason Statham, he's not going to give a shit, is he? So it, it, it's it, it's fine that they've changed his character. So, I mean, technically speaking, his character's heavily changed anyway from the first book uh, into the actual first movie. So, I mean, you're not going to really have him be, like, really scared constantly. Because, I mean, he literally fought a Meg and, like, fucking stabbed him in the eye and whatnot. So it's fine that they haven't made him this really scared guy. They've made him just normal like he's just he gets got on with life uh he's now raising basically the little girl from the first film and he's still doing working with mac and all that i.e on the trench stuff but also in kind of basically trying to take down basically corporations that are like dumping stuff in the oceans that so basically it's an ocean protector is the word i would say because that's the first time you after the big T-Rex sequence at start, that's the first time you meet him, is basically trying to stop, uh, well, taking pictures and basically fucking over a evil corporation for dumping in the ocean, which is, it, it's a nice thing that added to the character, so he's not, whereas the first one, they just made him like a washed up drunk, this one they've actually made it so he's doing something with his life, so it's pretty cool how they've handled that, and the fact that it's still heavily linked to the ocean, what he's doing with his, his life now, I like that about uh, the addition to this character now. I also like the fact that they've actually made Mac a pilot. Because the first one, they didn't show him as a pilot. But obviously in the book, he's an actual pilot because he's an ex-Vietnam vet, if I remember correctly. Which, that's not a part of his character, the Vietnam vet part. But they've now added the actual pilot part into his character since the first time you see him, he's helping pilot a plane and then he pilots a helicopter towards the end. So I like they've actually brought that from the book into the movie, which is pretty uh, sweet. And obviously then, the, as I said, the, the whole Meg and Captivity thing, trying to train a Meg, because between the first one and this one, uh, they managed to find a pup, uh, which is, oh, is it Heike or something like that? Uh, something along that line. And obviously the uncle of the little girl from the first one, Mei Ying, uh, he's training it to, with like a clicker to basically try and see if he can train a Meg and which is an interesting thing because it's like the idea of he's like oh, I've got this and they were like nope they're literally at one point they're literally taking bets on this guy's gonna like, he's gonna get eaten it's, it's bet on it so it just shows the confidence people have in a Meg and obviously they then go back into the trench which is a lot different to the first one's trench the first one's trench was really bright really colorful this one because 
I'm guessing maybe heavily because it's directed by a horror a director who actually has delved into horror movies. Um, uh, English director Ben Wheatley. I'm guessing that's why it looks a bit more darker in the trends. So either that or it's because they've learned from the first one of we can't have bright lights because it attracts Megs. So they use like these red strobes, these red lights, which don't affect them. Whereas the bright, bright white lights is what brings them to them. So obviously they go back into the trends, new team, new uh, cast. Most of them you don't need to give a shit about because they're just there for a bit of comic relief, a bit of motion, and then the shark, shark food. It's, it's mainly about two that you need to really care about. And those are two really decent additions to this cast. And obviously they're in the trench. Meg's appear like the biggest. It's in the trailer, the quote of, that's the biggest Meg uh, I've ever seen. That appears. There's two other Megs. The Meg in captivity, like in the book, breaks out, joins them. And they then they uncover essentially a conspiracy going on. Because this one, as well as your Megs, you've also got human villains now, obviously an evil corporation that are mining minerals underwater. And basically they cause them to get stuck in the trench and they have to get out. There's a lot of there's a lot more action in this one than an adventure. Like there is a little bit of an adventure angle, but it's more of like a run the mill action movie. Which I makes sense with Jason Devon. But I do like the fact that it's not just it doesn't just feel like the first one. They've actually it feels like they've changed a lot they've upgraded to this one. So it's not just I do I, not just the same movie. And I do like when movies do that where like they kind of like delve into different genres within like their sequels. So I do like how it does that. So you got your you can watch your first one and be like, it's a really cool adventure movie. And then you can watch your sequel and be like, this is a really cool action movie. So I do like that it's different. It's the same but different. Um But yeah, so obviously the fighting Megs after fighting these weird like sea uh, creatures that you see at the start that uh, you actually see in the trailer the ones that eat the little fucking dinosaurs the one that the T-Rex tries to eat they're under there they got to fight them off um, and obviously when they get out they've still got to deal with the human villains but on top of that the Megs have got out uh, giant squid uh, giant octopus has got out and these little creatures have also got out so when you get to your last act it's um, like it, it goes more crazy than the first one which is what you want so it I know if you, a lot of reviews I've read online, um, let's say that the first half is boring. I don't think it is. I don't think the first day is boring whatsoever. There's a lot. There's still a lot going on for you to enjoy, but a lot point out its last act it's, is its savior at times, and I agree that its last act is its best act because it just goes full crazy. You got your these land fucking creatures, the ones, the little tiny fucking dinosaur things attacking people on the land, which is cool. You've got your giant fucking octopus fucking appearing and fucking attacking everyone. And then you've got your Megs just like devouring everyone. And I think there's a shot in the trailer, which is obviously you see in the film as well, where it's just like, it just kind of, people there swimming and it just goes numb and just all the way through. And you see it may have open, open shut and it's just eating all these people. Like the body count is definitely a lot higher on this one. Obviously there's no, I think there's maybe like two sequences I'd say heavily that are bl- have blood in it. The T-Rex at the start, which is, as I say is in the trailer. And then this guy, uh, getting his head. No, he falls in. Yes, he falls in. I'm pretty sure you see a bit of blood there. But those are the heavy moments of blood. There's, there's not too much in this again. But I'm okay with that. I, I say after re-revising and listening, to some people talk about why it makes uh, more would make no sense because 
is a mega literally just swallow everything whole, which this shows. I'm okay with not a massive amount of blood in this movie because again, it's entry level shark movie, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, so it goes full batshit crazy. I mean, even in, even in one the, I don't think it's in the trailer. I think it's more of a TV spot. You even the Meg versus a, the octopus, like that's like fucking insane. Like it's just like whoa. It literally reminds me of Meg Shark versus Giant Octopus, but with an actual budget behind it, not obviously a cheaper budget, which is really cool. And as I say, there's a lot going on in this last act. There's a lot of humor in it. There's a lot of humor throughout. Uh, uh, Paige Kennedy is probably one of the funniest characters in it again. Like he was fun. It was fun in the first one. He's your audience surrogate who is literally like, "Don't go in there. Why are you doing that?" He's one of those type of characters. And this one, they change his character, so he's still comic relief. But they do it in a different way this time. Obviously, that fits more of this movie's uh, action genre. And it works so heavily. Like, he's just so fucking funny in this movie. Um, he must have literally learned from the, doing the Rush Hour series. Let's go, let's do this. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, really good in this. So, a lot of the returning cast are really... Have their comedic moments, which are quite funny. And they're also all heavily involved in the last act, which is what was missing in the first one. The first one... The main ones involved in the last act were literally Jason Statham and the mom character, um, Su Yin, I believe her name was. So those are the only two that are heavily involved. Everyone else on the boat until they got knocked in the water and that was it. And they're just there for more comedic moments. Whereas this, they actually are all trying to do something in this last act. So you've got Jason Statham fighting the Megs. You've got, slash the people. You've got um, the uncle character and uh, Mac trying to deal with the octopus and whatnot. Uh, Mei Ying's trying to help some people. you got Paige Kennedy's character, DJ, and I can't remember the new character. And there's this new female character. She's working with him. And they're trying to get, uh, basically, help to the island, which is called Fun Island. Not very fun after, you know, these monsters that's wrecked the pieces. So everyone is actually doing something in its final act, which I say was something that was missing for the first one. So it's definitely an upgrade on this. I literally don't know how it's got like a 22% critical rating. But then again, this isn't a film designed for critics. And so this is a film that, just like the first one, is designed for a certain audience. And that's probably why it's got a bit better audience score at the moment. It's like 70%, which I can accept. I mean, I'm going to give it higher than that because I'm it, I'm going to be biased towards a sharp movie that's, like, so, that's up my alley. So um, I'm happy that it's found... A bit better audience for score, and I'm hoping, as I say, just like I said earlier, I'm hoping it does good at the box office enough to warrant a sequel. I don't know what its break-even point is. So I swear, I really like the budget's like 120, which, as I say, is less than the first one. So I'm hoping that it breaks even enough for them to say, okay, let's make a sequel. Even if it's like a couple of years down the line, as long as we get a third one, I'm okay. Um, but if this is the end. Again, I'm okay with it because these movies do a good job of ending without setting up a sequel. They they do it so it's like you think, okay, there may be more to come, but it doesn't have to have more to come. It can just be an ending and you'll be fine with it. So if the first one ended how it did, which obviously this was then they won, you'll be fine with it because it, it doesn't say there's another Meg, but you could kind of hint at you can't kind of, could I, you could kind of think that maybe there is because the trench hasn't been fully explored, so there could be more down there. And this one ends again with a victory, and it's just like, okay, we know there's more Megs out there. We know there's more creatures in the trench. What else has got out? What else could get out? So you, your mindset's like, 
that's when they can follow with a sequel. More could come out. I think the only thing that was missing in this that I would have liked, which is in the actual book, is uh, the Chronosaurs. So in the book, that's like a heavy part of it. But in this, they kind of replace it with the octopus, which is fine because obviously it meant like a massive brawl between these. Whereas I know in the book, the Chronosaurs are very scared of the Megs because they're twice the size of fucking uh, the Chronosaurs. So I'm okay with them switching it, but I'm hoping that if I do more, they bring more monsters from the deep into this uh, universe, not just the Megs, because that'd be pretty cool seeing like some of these other creatures causing chaos uh, for the oceans and for the people around. Um, what else we got? Let's have a look. Let's have a look at my notes real quick. Uh, is different. Yeah, I said that. Da, da, da. Oh, there's a Jaws 2 reference, which is pretty cool. I like that. I mean, they could have referenced Jaws 1, but it's fine that they reference Jaws 2. There's a cool little nod. As I said, the opening's pretty cool. Dinosaur scene. And just... Yeah. I understand that's probably not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I mean, that's that's films in general, really. Like, I know Oppenheim is a big... Obviously, it's a massive film. And I think I gave it, like, a 9.5... I know it's a big film for a lot of people, but there's still going to be a lot of people like that that don't like it. Same with, like, what well, I reviewed the exact same time, which is Barbie. There's going to be a lot of people like that don't like it, as well as a lot of people like that do like it. It's always just... A lot of the film is more of the case of it's your own opinion at the end of the day. You can watch it. You, you can read other people's opinions, which I, I do on a lot of stuff. I read a lot of uh, reviews and whatnot. Uh, and you can read them and go, okay, I respect your opinion, but I've got a totally different one. Um... Which is fine, because as I say, that's your opinion. You're allowed to have your own opinion. If you couldn't have your own opinion in the world, then the world's kind of fucked. I mean, the world's fucked as it is, but the world would be even more fucked if you couldn't have your own opinion on a movie. Like, I've read like plenty of reviews on, like, quick, like, reviews of people, say, obviously, like, in comments of people who have watched this movie and been like, I loved it, I enjoyed it. Uh, and lots of people going, I hated it. I, I think I've read, like, a review where someone said, like, they walked out, like, halfway through, and they're like, you missed like the entire last act. Like that's the that's the main draw of this movie is the last act, which is what's heavily marketed in the trailers. Um, so if you can't get through the first act, then what's the point in even going? Uh, but yeah, as I say, it, you can, you're allowed your own opinion, and that's fine. And that's why I'm going to be totally biased for this movie. As I say, I enjoyed Oppenheimer. I thought visually it was a treat, but obviously it's a long ass film, so there's it, a lot of information to take in. So that's why when it comes out to buy, I'm gonna to have to sit down and try and rewatch it and just fully like get everything in, like be not be tired like I was the first time I watched it and just fully like embrace everything. Whereas this is this is a movie you don't need to get fully thinking about stuff constantly. You don't need to go, yeah, I remember, I need to remember that, I need to remember that. It's a movie that literally is just like there's a shark, it's eating people. There's three sharks, they're eating people. There's bad humans that are doing bad stuff. These people gotta fight them. Then they're gonna fight the sharks. I've also got to deal with these. That's all you need to know. You don't really need to be. It doesn't need to be complicated, and it, it's a basic film. And that's what shark movies are really. They're basic. I mean, any killer animal movie, any, any they are basic. Uh, look at, for example, the Idris Elba movie Beast last year. It's just a killer lion on the loose uh, in Africa. What more? That's the. Is it's about family then getting stuck and this beast te going after them. That's a basic premise. So you don't really need something like open is this guy's got to create a bomb. He's got to get 
everyone in. He's, he's got to do a lot of stuff to eventually make this bomb. He's got to deal with a lot of like, stuff afterwards. Like, you don't need all that. You just need monster, humans, carnage, done. Bit of fun here and there. If you, Especially if you go in the route this one goes, which is going for the more action, uh, fun side of it, then fine. But obviously if you're going for the more, let's say, horror thriller side of it, like Jaws, then you need to push that heavy. So the, obviously you've got two routes you can go with these movies. The, uh, the fun action side, adventure side, or the thriller, horror, adventure side of it. And obviously this goes the opposite way to Jaws, uh, which is fine. You don't want a film that's just a copy and paste of another film. This brings what the first one brought to the table and brings more, in my opinion. And so I'm going to be totally biased, and my opinion is going to be way higher than it probably should be and what it's going to be for most fucking people. But it's, obviously, I I had to look back at my Mission Impossible score because I do prefer Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is a better movie. I checked and I gave it like a 9.8. Obviously, I gave the uh, Open Limbo a 9.5. And I'm internally debating here of where to go in between. Because I'm going to get more than Oppenheimer, but that's just me. I, I, as I said, I know a lot of reviews have basically said this is a dog shit movie. I mean, it was at 0% for fucking the first six reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critically. But I don't give a shit. I had fun. I'm a sucker for a strap movie. So, uh, what do I give it first time round? I'd say it's definitely a ma- massive upgrade from the first one heavily due to its last act and just up to that last act in general there's a lot more going on that I found more interesting than the first so I'm going to give this mm, you know what fuck this I'm going to give it a 9.7 out of 10 it, it, it probably doesn't deserve it but it's me as I say I'm wearing, literally wearing a sh- shirt with fucking sharks all over it I'm going to give this pretty high if, it, if I enjoyed it I mean, as I think when I was Deep Blue Sea 2, it's the one of the only... Deep Blue Sea 2, Jaws 3D, and... What was the other one I did? The other one was it? Uh, Jaws Revenge. Those are the only three shark movies I've reviewed on this fucking channel that I've just, like, gone... Oh, no. I'm not interested whatsoever. Uh, every other one I've en- oh, enjoyed highly. I mean, even the Santa Jaws, I enjoyed that. Uh, I'll put some of these, obviously, links in the description below for you to check out. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it 9.7 out of 10. And I already told this to Connor, and he was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but yes, so uh, I'm gonna try and find like a really shit movie to review uh, next time I'm with Connor. Because he, he's got, he, he pointed, he, even though I've technically done one with him that rate quite low, all the most recent ones I've done with him have been like high sevens to 10. Like, say, I think like 7.6 to, or 7.5 to 10, say in terms of my ratings. So I'm going to try and find some like really dog shit just to complain to him about. So at least then I can keep him happy by saying, see, look, I rated something badly. Like, this is something I didn't enjoy. It's just, I've just got really lucky in the past few months that I've watched some stuff that I've really enjoyed. Because everything I've pretty much reviewed so far is stuff I've actually really generally enjoyed. Uh, I mean, if I've, I've not long just watched the new Insidious movie finally. Uh, if I reviewed that, I'd give him like a, slightly above average review on that because it was alright, it just wasn't the best film I've ever seen but I want to try and find something that I can like fully like shit on and be like nope, this is just uh, dog shit, I think I have one in mind but I don't really want to watch it again, I can kind of remember some stuff about it uh, but I probably might have to watch it again just to get a second opinion in myself and just go fuck, this is still the shit as I remember 
But yeah, so yeah, uh, that is it. Obviously, if you've seen both Meg movies, put your comments below um, what you thought of both of them. Uh, if you loved them, if you hated them, if you're neutral and it's like, it's alright. Uh, and give your opinions on what you would like to see in a third movie if it gets made. Because I, I'd be interested to see uh, what sort of story you'd go with and what other deep sea prehistoric creatures you'd bring, you'd want to see brought to the screen for it. Um, so yeah, next week, I believe I'm on with Alex for the Super Mario Bros. movie. I believe that's next week. Uh, and then Connor's back the week after, and it's just uh, for for the from basically now till the end of September, it's gonna be like a rotation between him and Alex, uh, just to give Connor a break here and there, and also just since he's not heavily watching some of these reviews, it makes sense to do something with Alex because I'll let you sit for him and watch it at the same time, so it makes sense. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so, That'll be next week. Obviously, you can check out all the old episodes of the podcast on YouTube, as well as the audio uh, files themselves on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Audible, etc., 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 etc. As I say, I'll put the links in be- uh, below for some of the old shark movie reviews I've done. Including Santa George was the last uh, shark one, I believe, we did, which was me and Hayden over Christmas, which is a pretty interesting movie. And then, as I say, I'll link the... Uh, the first Meg one, so you can sort of maybe compare my opinion then to here, as well as the Deep Sea uh, trilogy, uh, the Shallows, and the Jaws Quad. Um, but I might just link the old chat okay? uh playlist instead because they're all in there, and you'll 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 find them in there, and you'll scroll through them and see them there. You might even find some other reviews that we did that you might want to check out. But yes, uh, either way, I hope you enjoyed, and I shall hopefully see you next time. Goodbye.